Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Our show originates in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA. We connect you to the songwriters and the stories behind your favorite songs. Join us as we take a look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Now, here's your host, Dave Linehan. Hi, I'm Dave. Yeah, and I, I live in Nashville. And guess what? There, there are a whole lot of songwriters around me, and I absolutely love it. Amazing, talented people with just incredible stories, stories that I want to share with you on this podcast. Some, like my guests today, have had tremendous success. And some, they're just starting out but doing all the right things, and they've got cool stories to tell, too, so I'm going to share those as well. This is uh, Season 1, Episode 6, and the plan is to have 20 episodes in our first season, one every other week, uh, and should go through the end of October. But, but I have to say, I'm really overwhelmed at this point by the tremendous reaction that I've, I've, I've had within the National Songwriting Community. So uh, I've had the opportunity to, to interview so many wonderful people, and I look forward to, to continuing that journey. And, I, and I'm very excited about some of these interviews. And there is a thought that enters my mind that maybe we should just release them all at once. So I don't know if we're going to work the plan, but, you know, uh, your comments definitely help. And we love to see your comments. We've had so many hits on our uh, Songwriter Connection Facebook page, uh, Songwriter Connection podcast. And if you haven't liked it yet, please go there. That's probably the easiest way that you could leave a comment on the show. And you may have ideas of guests that you would like to see on the show, and I'll do my best to, to bring it to you. Uh, I also want to thank the folks at Red Circle uh, for hosting this podcast and making it available on about every platform you can think of. In the past week, notified that uh, iHeartRadio picked it up, and we're proud to be there. There's also Google and Spotify and Stitcher and iTunes, anywhere pretty much that you get podcasts, and I hope that you'll help us spread the word about that. So thanks to Red Circle for their stellar job. I'm just lucky to have found them. Now today, today I have a very special guest. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She, she moved to Nashville in 82 and got a publishing deal right away. And before she knew it, a song placed by the one and only Tammy Wynette. Oh, my goodness. What a thrill that must have been. She's a Grammy Award-nominated, multi-award winning songwriter, musician, and producer. She wrote one of my favorite Reba McIntyre songs, The Last One to Know, went all the way up to the top. She's had songs recorded by Jody Messina, Colin Ray, T.G. Shepard, Charles Chip Eston, who we all know as Deacon Claiborne on the Nashville television show. And she wrote the last number one song for country legend uh, Ray Price. Now, she's written for TV and for commercials, but she's also been a great mentor for new writers breaking in. It's really a pleasure to have on the show Jane Bach. Jane Welcome. Hi, Dave. Thank you so much. Hey, I, I, for a I, minute, I had to like think, <laughs> who are you talking about? <laughs> I got to ask, you know, uh, I I'm hope... tired just listening to you. <laughs> Do you have a backup plan, plan in case this music thing doesn't work out? In case <laughs> it doesn't work out. Um, actually, I never did have a plan B. No. And of course, right in the middle of everything, my daughter is texting. Oh, is she texting so you? Me, no, yeah. no, 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 that's no. okay. And you know, I'm going to turn off my, my phone will, while I'm thinking about it. It's okay. That's the power. I'll talk to her later. It's fine. <laughs> now, I've, I've gotten to know you a, a little bit over uh, the past couple of years, and it's just a pleasure to get to know you a little bit. You and your, your wonderful husband, and one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life, Gary. Uh, wonderful Gary, people. Sweetie. Yeah, he really is. Great guy. Yeah. That he is. Big guy. I want to be his friend. Oh, he's everybody's friend. <laughs> he is, man. Absolutely. So um, we've got you via Zoom. And uh, I know that you've been very COVID conscious, and we have too. Um, but that has had, because you're right between Nashville and L.A. 
Nashville, yeah, Nashville, LA, Australia, Australia, wow, (laughs) New York, Austin. I mean, I just I write with people everywhere, all over. So, are you doing a lot more Zooms these days? Is well, these days, that's all it's been for the past year. Yeah, that's all it's been. Yeah, and I do workshops as well, Mm -hmm. and so I've been doing those virtually, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting year. It's been an obviously very difficult. Um, But I've just always believed that, you know, whatever we're faced with, it's not what we're faced with. It's how we deal with what we're faced with. Oh, that's that's so true. And so, you know, you know, sometimes you just got to say it is what it is and we'll just move forward from here. Mm. Figure out what we can do. Create opportunities. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I'm looking at your background now as as I look at June. You've got all these gold records and things on the wall. That's so impressive to see. And what I want to do in this podcast is do like a musical journey, just kind of trace through your career. And, and, oh, wow. Uh, that would be kind of fun. As we find out a little bit more about I you. I can remember that far back. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I want to do is play a song. And uh, I remember playing this a lot on the radio. Uh, so I want to get it in here right now. This was done by Jody Messina. And I feel like I could like do my radio thing. Jody Messina on the Songwriter Podcast. Song written by Jane Vaught called Dare to Dream. Here you go. Yay! Take it to the extreme, let your heart 
Jane, I've always loved that song. It, I am so glad. Thank you. You know, I do want to mention that I co-wrote that song yeah. with Adrian Follisay. Okay. So I just wanted to mention that. It was actually Adrian's idea. Was so. it really? Wow. Yeah. It was. There's such great imagery in the song. I remember I was in Cincinnati Radio at the time when that was released and played it a lot. And um, if I remember correctly, that was one of the most played songs that whole year. Uh, Uh, I got an award for it, so I think it must have been. Yeah. (laughs) You got an Escap award. One of the most. The other thing, too, you know, I talked to so many um, up and coming writers, too, on the show, and uh, that song is kind of a theme for them. I mean, you could do anything if you just dare to dream, right? Can I tell you a funny sure. story about please, that? Please, please. Okay. So, um, a number, maybe a year or two after that song had been out and it mm-hmm. had, had been a hit for her, um, I was playing the Bluebird and I, you know, played the round. And at the end of the round, this young girl came up to me and she was just, her eyes were huge and she was just practically shaking. And she said, I, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. And I said, Are you okay? She said, I just arrived. Where was she from? Wisconsin. 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 She said, I just drove here from Wisconsin with everything I own in my car. Oh, wow. She said, I have an apartment that I haven't even been to yet because the first thing I wanted to do when I got here was go to the Bluebird. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm a singer-songwriter. And uh, she said, and I've, I've come here to, to do that. And she said, the entire way here... I played Dare to Dream over oh and over and over again. It became a mantra for me for four days. She said, just took her to get here. And she said, and I walk into the Bluebird and you sang that song. Magic. She said, I couldn't believe it. She said, I know now that I did the right thing. See, And and it was it was just wonderful. I mean, I just, you know, one of those little goosey moments where you yes. get goosebumps. <laughs> and the reason yeah, really why that. you do it, you know. Yeah, it's that's true. getting paid. In another way, right there. Oh, absolutely, That's absolutely. A fantastic nowadays, story. yeah, <laughs> nowadays especially more than the other way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on, on our last podcast, we talked uh, to Mark Allen Barnett, and we talked a little bit about um, the allure of Nashville. Um, there seems to be this draw. Now, you came from New York City, the Big Apple, which is also a music capital. Um, what was the allure for you? What was the draw for you? Well, it wasn't actually. Um, it's an interesting thing because it's another story. Everything in my life is a story. We want to hear those but stories. They make great fodder for songs. Let me yes, tell they you. do. Yeah. Um, but I, I had, I've been a songwriter my whole life. I can remember starting when I was a little girl, and uh, but I never really, it never occurred to me that I could actually do it for a living. That it was something I could do for a living. Um, although I studied music and I was a music major and I did teach piano at one time and but after after school after college I went into advertising and um, when I finally made the decision that I was going to pursue the songwriting I I didn't know what to do and I figured you know I think I should send my songs places Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had no idea and in those days we didn't have the same a technological opportunities that we have now. We had no computers. That's you right. Know, and no internet. This, and, yeah, this yeah. was like the late 70s, maybe 1980. And I sent songs to people, and one of the people I sent songs to was one of my favorite songwriters at the time, Neil Diamond. And Neil I Diamond. Him, and I sent him three songs. Wow. I looked on the back of one of his albums, and I saw the name of his publishing company, 
wrote him a note. I was born and raised in New York City, just like you. And, you know, the home, try and use anything I can. Yeah. And, uh, and I sent him these three songs. And I had one of those little reel-to-reel recorders mm-hmm. that I sat on top of my piano. In those days, I didn't play guitar. And I played it on the piano. And uh, anyway, and that was it. I knew I'd never hear from him. But a couple of months went by, and I did. And, did. Um, without going into the whole story, it wow. was a very bizarre thing. Yeah, very bizarre conversation. That included him saying, yes, it's really me. What do you want me to do <laughs> to prove it? Yeah. Do yeah. you want me to sing Sweet Caroline? And I said to him, my daughter's name is Caroline. I named my daughter Caroline. <laughs> I was a little embarrassed after that. But anyway, yeah. he was lovely, and he told me, if you want to pursue the writing... Mm-hmm. He said, you need to go to Nashville. Nashville is a songwriter town. How about that? And yeah, and of course, being a New York City girl, it was like Nashville. Yeah, really? And that was like a different world for me. Oh, culture and I shock, right? Familiar. Yeah. I was not familiar with country music at all, so yeah. I wasn't raised on it. Oh, my. And um, I admit it. And uh, so I came down for an NSAI weekend. And we've talked about them in the past. Nashville Songwriters Association International. They're a great group. You're looking to get into songwriters. Start with them. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Anyone who comes down here wants to be a songwriter, first thing you should do is go to NSAI. So in those days, they hadn't been around all that long. And um, but they used to hold these weekends once a year. Now they do Tin Pan South. But back then they would have a weekend from Thursday to Sunday. They had very big uh, artists that would come and perform at night. They did workshops. It was wonderful. It really was great. So I came down for one of those in 1981. I came down and I realized he was right. Neil was right. I needed to I needed to be here. And so in 1982, I moved here. Cool. Um, but I had never even really listened to country music. I knew, of course, Patsy Cline and, you know, Loretta Lynn. and But I really never listened to it. And um, it was an interesting transition from writing songs, pop, R&B, that was my thing, rock, mm-hmm. big rock. Big rock. You know, that, that was it for me. Mm-hmm. And um, it was when I got a publishing deal and my publisher told me, he said, look, you're turning in great songs, but you need to write country songs. We're in Nashville. <laughs> and, uh, and I did. And that's when I got the Tammy Wynette cut. It was the first country song I had written. Wow. First so, country song you write is cut by Tammy Wynette. I know. It That's was amazing. <laughs> well, it's one of those two, where do you go from here? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> usually there's nowhere to go but up. When Fo- you start follow out, that, girl. There's nowhere to go but down. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> I'm teasing, of course. Yes. But you did very well. And, um, you know, we've talked we talked a little bit on a past podcast about the difference between a, a Nashville song and anywhere else. And there really is. And it's different here in town, isn't it? Well, it is. It is. It's a, um, you know, I, I do want to say that, yes, that that is true. But it's not as true as it used to be. No? Because what, well, I don't know. I mean, it seems to me I, I write all over. Uh-huh. And I think where we used to be known for paying attention to lyrics, which we are very lyric-driven, obviously, country music is. But now, uh, most of the writers in Nashville are not from Nashville. Mm. They're from other places. And they're bringing that influence with them. 
there's a lot of, of course, a lot of country being written here, but there's a lot of pop being written here and, there is. Yep. and urban, urban music being written here. And, and so Christian I music. think, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's gotten to the point where maybe globally, even we're almost on an even keel. I you mean, gotcha. but Nashville will always be a writer's town. I think so too. I hope so. Anyway, it's what oh, I love yeah, about being here. Definitely. Will. will you write a lot? I mean, of- if you want to learn how to write great songs. You need to come to Nashville first. I agree. I have to agree with that. Yeah, um, you write a lot of uh, a lot of songs, and the one I want to play next is kind of a timely song uh, called "I Am One." Can you tell us a little uh, bit about this one? Yeah, this is the most brand new demo I've done. Oh wow! And and there's you know there's uh, interest in it, and it's just it was written obviously when when people hear it, they're going to understand where it was written from. It's about what we've been going through. Yeah. And um, mostly the political landscape, without being political at all. It's not a political statement at all. I felt it's a human statement. I wrote it with Sandra Piller and uh, Jeannie McQuinn. And we write, during this uh, pandemic, we have started writing every Tuesday. The wow. three of us get together and we write. That's good. And um, Sandra came in with the idea. She had the idea of it. And, uh, you know, we just kind of latched on. We thought it was a great idea and uh, made it come true. And uh, I guess they'll be able to figure out what it is when they hear it. All right. Well, let's listen. This is a song written by Jane Bach and some French on our Songwriter Connection podcast. Never thought I'd see the day soldiers in our street. Silencing the people who were marching for peace Bridges crossed and bridges burned You'd think by now we would have learned But here we are and history
I think the world needs a, a lot more songs than that uh, today, like that one, Gene. Well, thank Powerful. you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Thank you. We got to pull thank together. You. We definitely do. Well, yeah, because <laughs> either we pull together or we fall apart. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for now, sure. Now, that song, that's the demo version right there. Yes, that is the demo. And the young woman singing that, mm-hmm. her name is Brianna Tyson. Well, she's talented. And Brianna actually not only sang it, but because we're doing demos virtually, mm-hmm. Brianna has her own studio. Oh, good. And she did it all herself. All she the music, did- everything? Everything. I wow. went over production ideas with her to tell her what I was hearing. Uh-huh. And um but but she did everything, played the instruments, programmed it, did everything herself and sang it of course. Just wonder, is she in LA or Nashville or No, she's here. She's in here. Nashville. Wow. She's amazing. Wow. She's a really talented young women are all over Nashville. They really and, they and, really oh are. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my in, gosh. in the past uh, year, two years, uh there were um, a lot of controversy over this tomato gate things that ladies just were not getting their share of airplay or attention. But what people don't know that here in town, it's a big thing. And yes, it is a big women thing. are getting their due. <laughs> well, but you know what? They're getting attention and uh-huh. that will then translate to the yes. rest of the world seeing it because that will translate to not only being charted, but chart position. Yes. And, you know, it's all about promotion, isn't it? It, so. it really is. And it's crazy <laughs> to me to think about it because, you know, I came up in radio in the 80s, early 90s, and there were so many female uh, artists, and I just don't know how we <laughs> fell back the other way. I, just, it's crazy. I don't know, you know. Yeah. But this is where we find ourselves. So <laughs> Okay. So once you get a good demo like that, then you're starting to shop it around, right? You pitch the pitch uh, happens. Right. Now, I'm signed to a publishing company, uh-huh. and we have a plugger okay. that represents our company. You say plugger. This is probably the first time we've heard that on this song. So talk a little bit about what a plugger's job is. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. great. Well, a song plugger is the uh, individual that takes your song and actually gets it played for either the artist or the producer or the A&R person or another label individual. Or it could be the janitor who works at the restaurant that you eat at who has a cousin. I'm serious, who has a cousin, who knows somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody wants to listen to my songs, they are welcome to listen. Ah, there you go. (laughs) You know, we might... But that's basically it. Uh, Shane Barrett is our... Oh, yeah. Hi, Shane. He's Shane great. Barrett is our plugger. One of the and, best. Um, I just met with him the other day. Actually, we had a meeting. And mm-hmm. so what you do is as a writer, if you're working with a plugger, you're playing the, the songs before they're demoed. You're playing them either on, you give him a work tape or you play it live. And I generally will play live for him. And then he'll, he makes notes. And after it's all over, he'll tell me about each song, what he thinks and the pitching potential, and it's not only just, it has nothing to do with is this a good song or anything. It has to do with timeliness, who is recording or looking for songs that this song would be a good match for. Gotcha. Because, of course, as you know, not every song is works for every artist. So, no. um, yeah, so he's got a rough job. He, I, I was going to say, that's got to be a hard job. That's, well, there, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to spend years developing your relationships first with mm-hmm. everybody in town because this is a business of relationships. It so, really is. 
It really is. Who you know, and probably most importantly, who knows you, right, Jane? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it can be very frustrating because you can have a remarkable song, Mm -hmm. well written and timely and and whatever, and you have no way to get it out there. It's very frustrating. You got to get it in the right hands, right? That's a big part of the battle. Or then you have to play it out yourself. Uh huh. And which we've all done. And you know what? You and I do it together sometimes. You know, I I was just going to say before the COVID hit, I had the. uh, uh, the great pleasure and an opportunity to play next to you at the Commodore Grill. That was fun. And, and I'm like, wow, look at me. Next to number one okay. songwriter, Jane Bach. And it was fun. I, we had a good time. It was yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so many other things to talk about, but I want to play, I want to get some of this music. We've got so many great songs here. Like uh, the next one on my list is uh, I Like Where This Is Going. And since I, I like the way I, this interview I, is going. I wrote that with an L.A. writer. His name you? is Joey Sykes. Joey Sykes. And- Joey Sykes and Joey is just—he's amazing. He was with you. Remember the group, the Babies? Oh yeah, well, absolutely. Joey was with the Babies forever. Wow. And um, yeah, he's amazing. An amazing musician. He's a wonderful writer. He also has a studio and and does a lot of demo work in his studio. He's great. Mm. Um, and I met him out in L.A. I'm out there a lot, and I met him, and we write a lot. And that song, we just had so much fun writing it. It's a fun song. Yeah. And um, then one day he called me up. I was actually getting my nails done. <laughs> I was at a uh, manicure appointment, and he called me up, and he said that he had just gotten a call that the show Nashville wanted to take that song, which wow. they did. And um, and I thought, you know, well, that, how to write it with an L.A. writer. And it was pitched not by my plugger, but by his L.A. plugger. Wow. That's one of the nice things about co-writing, isn't it? It's wonderful. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. I love writing by myself, and mm. I do a lot. But I love co-writing for the experience of writing it with someone else, but also because at the end of the day, you have someone else who's on your song, you know, someone else who's passionate about it. Yeah. Now, is he singing this song too? Um, you know, no. I don't remember. Don't know. Well, let's play it and we'll find out. Okay? Yeah, let's play it and I'll, uh, I'll let you know. I like where this is going. Jane Box, our guest. This is the Songwriter Connection Podcast. We live town in clouded
Rocker from the uh, babies can write some country stuff, can't <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> we had fun writing that one. Well, we have fun writing, but, yeah. but we had fun writing that one. I love just writing fun, up-tempo rocking, you know, where I can pound my guitar and look cool. <laughs> <laughs> As you always do. Now, that was oh, playing right, that, right, back right. on the Nashville TV show. Huh? That one there. Yes, I was That's- on the Nashville TV show. And the funny story is... Of course, as you know, Chip Eston is a friend yeah, of mine. Great guy. And um, yeah. he and I, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many songs we wrote trying to get a song on that show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was so competitive that even he had trouble getting, and he's oh, such a great writer. He is. playing at the, yeah, He is. plays at the but Opry the, a lot these days. Yes, and, he's uh, going to be on tonight. He's, uh, I'm, and we're taping this show on uh, the 13th, and he is on oh, right, tonight, right, uh, right. February right, the 13th. February, right. Yeah, but he's on like, you know, every month he's been or so. on it over a hundred yeah. times you know well, it's funny because it. i met him out in los angeles uh-huh. years ago years uh-huh. before nashville and before the show nashville and uh we had a mutual friend mm-hmm. and she called me up one day and said you know i have a friend he's an actor he's a working actor and um he lives near us they live in at the time he lived in, in california and she said you know, he really, he's uh, doing really well, but he really wants to be a singer-songwriter. <laughs> and I'm like, everybody wants to be a singer Everybody, yeah. And she said, you know, would you, as a favor to me, just meet with him, let him pick your brain? So I said, of course. And he came over to my house in L.A., and and uh, I just madly fell in love with him. Oh. I mean, you know, I mean, I opened the door, and this was quite a while ago, and he's gorgeous now, but he was really gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> And I opened the door, and it was a beautiful L.A. day. And this gorgeous guy is standing, holding a guitar like this. Not in a case, just holding holding the guitar like this. And he goes, Janie! Janie! (laughs) Chip? And he just scoops me up, and he is just darling. And the song that I sent you, I Miss You and Me, is... uh, the first song that that we that, that we wrote? wrote together. I'm thinking maybe if not the first, it was the second. But it's a, a story based on a true story of one of his friends. He was telling me about, and we wrote it. But then he used that song to. Oops, hello, hello. Oh, I seem to have lost you. Oh, I got you still. Uh, I can hear you. Um. <laughs> so I can't see you. How do I? <laughs> can you hear me though? I can hear you, okay. so yeah, I'll just keep on going. Keep, keep going. <laughs> anyway, I can so see you. he um, he used that song to audition for the show Nashville. Oh, so did he really? Okay. Yes, I Miss You and Me. And then when he did his year-long, um, every single Friday, he, he put out a new single every single Friday. Wow. And wow. Um, three of those were songs he had written with me. One that he wrote with me and Billy Lee. Oh, Billy Lee. And, oh, from good um, it was called um, Locked Down at the Lost and Found. And we played that on the very first episode uh, of the oh, podcast. Oh, did you? Yes. Uh-huh. That was, a, about that was that. a fun song. He sent this Great to song. me. It's a, it's a, um, uh, 
what do you call it? To put your drink, a coaster. A coaster. Down at the <laughs> Lost and Found coaster. On it. Yeah, down at the Lost and Found. Anyway. He's a great but, guy. And my um, wife is in love with him, too. And we got to meet him. Oh, he's him. such a sweetie. He's a real sweetie. But anyway, yeah. so, but that song, um, it just, it was kind of special because he used it to audition on the show. Well, that's cool. I, you know what? We've got to play it right now. It's called A Mission. Oh, okay, great. Is Go this him it. singing? Is this uh, Chip singing? This is him. Okay, yes, so Deacon Clayboard from uh, <laughs> Nashville. You know, I want to I wanted tell you, okay. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. We can this do This is actually, we had demoed it. Mm-hmm. And they loved what I did with the demo, so they used my track. Oh, cool. For the single that they, re- of course, he redid the vocal, but yeah. they. So you produced. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Here we go. Charles Eston. See that moon? It's the same moon that amazed us years ago When that West Virginia sky began to snow It's still the same I guess we're different though See these eyes They're the same eyes that adored you all But they're sadder now and holding back the tears That seem to fall when good love disappears I miss you, I miss me I miss what we used to be I miss your smile, it's my laugh Lord, how I miss my better half Here we are, where to go Easy love we used to know It's been gone so long It's just a memory Baby, I miss you and me See these hands They're the same hands that you held So tight in yours That floated on your skin behind closed doors Now they don't get to touch you anymore I miss you, I miss me I miss what we used to be I miss your smile, I miss my laugh Lord, how I miss my better half Here we are But where to go, that easy love we used to know It's been gone so long, it's just a memory Baby, I miss you and I'm still daddy And you're still mommy And I know we'll both stay Miss your smile, I miss my laugh, Lord, how I miss my better half. Here we are, where to go, that easy love we used to know. 
and me Baby, I miss you and me his voice sounds familiar to you it's because it is if you watch the nashville tv show uh deacon claiborne was the character and uh, chip Eston was the guy who played him and that's the song that got him the part co-written by our guest today uh jing bach on our songwriter connection jing great song thank you yeah um nashville the tv show changed this town didn't it uh, yeah. <laughs> i mean it was a crazy town before but after yeah. that tv show whoa what happened? <laughs> wow, yeah. It was a wonderful thing for Nashville. It, it really was. Is. It was I you know, it's funny because it was. It was a real blessing for Nashville. Um it just happened seemed to happen so quickly. It just boom, you know. Yeah. And I think it also coincided with a time when Nashville was really coming into its own. Really. And which I'm sure maybe had something to do with the decision of the powers that be to do a show about Nashville. <laughs> I don't know. They I, certainly put the bluebird on the map. They sure do. You still can't get near the bluebird anymore, can you? Well, of course, they're closed for COVID, but... Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> but before they did, it, I mean, everything sells out in, what, five, ten minutes? And Oh, my gosh, yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy town. And you've seen it change a lot over the years, Jane. Uh, the sky, and not just the skyline, you know. I tell everybody. You know what? The skyline—it's—it's it's hilarious. I yeah. have a picture of the skyline when I moved here. Uh-huh. We had three buildings, basically <laughs> three big buildings. What we considered big, tall buildings. Was the Batman and building here yet? The, Pardon? The, was the Batman building there yet? Oh no, 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 no. no. Yeah. No, no. We had the uh, hotel that has the restaurant on top, that oh, yeah. round restaurant, and of course the LNC building, which was of one course. I think one of the first skyscrapers yeah. downtown. Amy, Amy Grant's grandpa, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, but it's, well, you know, that it's going to happen. I yeah. mean, either a city is going to grow or it's going to stagnate. And, um, you know, Nashville, when I moved here, was a, a wonderful little city, you know. And now it's a wonderful big city. Big city. I always tell folks um, that our state bird is the crane. <laughs> Yeah, that's what Gary says, the yeah. whirly crane. <laughs> yeah. There's more cranes in Nashville than you've seen anywhere. Oh, my gosh. It's been insane. All these buildings are springing up and all these condos. Well, the only thing that I, the only downside is I hate that they tear down these historic places, you know, especially to I the music business. I know. Yeah. And build up these condos. Very hurtful. It, it hurts. It hurts to see Music Road disappearing the way it is, you know. Horrible. Uh, but, you know, I, I write with mostly, I certainly have my cadre of, of uh-huh. writers that I I've been writing with for years. Yeah. But I write with a lot of new young writers. I mean young. And that's and important their attitude, right now. Isn't they're it? Adi- oh, I love writing with them. I mm-hmm. do. I learn so much from them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean music changes and and uh, lyrical styles change. Mm-hmm. And as someone who does both music and lyrics, right. I need to keep up with what's going on otherwise no one's going to cut my songs. So, so true. You know, I mean, sometimes I'll be writing with these kids seriously and I'll come out with a line and they'll look at me and they'll go, that just sounds so old fashioned. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really? (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. But when I say to them, you know, when we have conversations about the um, changes, the the buildings, the architectural style, Mm. everything has changed. And I say, for me, it's like they're wiping out 
what made Nashville Nashville. Yeah. And they all say to a kid, they all say, well, it's the new Nashville. The new Nashville. <laughs> well, and that brings me to the last thing I wanted to really talk about. You do a okay. lot to help mentor young uh, artists and talent, not in just town, but all, all around. So talk a little about the efforts there. I know you've got a workbook and you do workshops and right. tell us yeah, a little I more about it. that. I, yeah. I never, I never would have believed that I would have ended up loving teaching, but I do. And I think the reason I love it, at least for me, is every time I work with these people, most of them are young, mm-hmm. um, but even older people who suddenly have decided they want to better their songwriting or they want to learn how to songwrite or you know it's a hobby it's not anything they're really pursuing commercially but everybody needs to be able to do the very best that they can Mm -hmm. so um, I just love it I love being able to share what I've learned and hopefully you know someone said well you can save somebody a lot of trouble and you know I I don't intend to save anybody a lot of trouble because truthfully through the trouble that you have is where you get your songs. And so that's right. You have to, you <laughs> you have have to put in the work. If, yeah, if and you I'm going to gonna save you from problems, what are you going to write, <laughs> write about? about? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't want to save anyone from making mistakes mm-hmm. because mistakes are imperative. We have to make them. Mm. Um, I just want to be able to prepare somebody for the day when they do make that mistake that they don't go that's it that they say okay now where do I go from here I'm going to learn from this mistake and push forward and um, that's just what I love to do I love that because I mean I've you know I've worked with people that are oh so talented and after a year they say well I'm going back to wherever they came from and I say Really? Why? Well, I've been here a year and nothing's happened. <laughs> they say it's a 10-year town, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. you know, And that's fine. If, mm-hmm. if you can't take the heat, you have to get out of the kitchen. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Where can people find out more about that? And, and I know you have a website. but uh, I do. I really need to attend mm-hmm. to my website. It's You can go there, but I think the last time I actually wrote anything on it was in 2013. Ah. So, but it does have it. Okay. It does have a partial catalog of song, a couple hundred songs. And yeah, that's nice. If y'all want to listen to my songs, you can. All right. Most All right. of them have. I've had a lot of cuts. I've been very blessed, but most of them have not been cut. And um, well, you yeah, can't have them all cut, right? Pardon? <laughs> you can't have them all cut. Can oh you? my goodness! Wouldn't that be something? No, no, you can't have them all cut. I wish yeah. you could. Yeah, I'm sure there's songs that Neil Diamond has written that uh, were not cut. <laughs> oh, I'm sure everyone has written songs that, you yeah. know, that for whatever reason. I mean, I, I always feel like sometimes my best songs have not been cut. <laughs> so, you I know, know, just. Yeah, that's how it works sometimes. Well, Neil told you to come and you did. And I imagine that he would be so proud. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Jane, thank you so much for taking time to be on our podcast. Dave, thank you so much for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks. I did too. So good to talk to you. Uh, you coming too. coming up on our next podcast, we've got one of those young uh, talents uh, that we're going to talk to and see how she's coming along. And then uh, following that one, uh, a guy I've been writing with a lot out of Australia named Michael Saletta, who's real. I mean, he's in Australia and making an impact here in town, and I'm proud of him. So we'll be talking to him too. So watch for future podcasts here on the Songwriter Connection. I'm Dave Lenahan, and Jane, thanks again. It's good to have you. Thank you, Dave. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Linehan's Nashville Connection radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.